When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, what's happening, and welcome back for the 118th episode of the Uptempo Podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I wanted to come to each and every one of you and recap some Week Zero football games. And the first one I would like to talk about is Nebraska and Northwestern. It happened over in Dublin, Ireland. Man, what a game, okay? What a game it was, and we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the Scott Frost era. Is he in or is he out? How long is this thing going to take? What's the buyout looking like and everything? A lot of people were saying leaving over in Dublin, Ireland. I thought that was absolutely hilarious because that's probably what I would have done. Uh, we're going to talk about the big coaching coaching decision in, in the middle of the third quarter that he decided to pull off and something that I just do not agree with, but we're going we're gonna to talk about it. So, And then I want to go out for our second game with the Vanderbilt Commodores going out to the island and playing Hawaii and Look, I want to say this. Clark Lee, all right? Hell of a fucking win, okay? That is a huge, huge win for that program, all right? And I know a lot of people on Twitter and social media and everything say, well, it was Vanderbilt and Hawaii. They were playing Hawaii. Hawaii's terrible. I don't care how terrible they are, okay? They're an FBS opponent. This is the same Vanderbilt program that lost to an FCS school last year with East Tennessee State. Okay, and they didn't just lose; they got manhandled twenty-three to three. Okay, so there was a different swagger on that Vanderbilt sideline last night. There was a, a, a different oomph. Uh, you you could tell the players were believing, and they're believing in what Clark Lee is preaching. So great win for the Vanderbilt Commodores. I'm extremely excited for their fans up there in Nashville, Tennessee, and Clark Lee, man. Heck of a football coach, okay? And I'm not saying that they're going to go 6-6 six and six and make a bowl game, but I am extremely excited for what they showed the country last night. So, finally, I want to talk about the breaking news this Sunday morning out of Auburn, Alabama, with T.J. Finley being announced as QB1 for the Auburn Tigers this Saturday. Okay, I want to give you my thoughts on T.J. Finley, and I want to give you... Uh, Give you a, a little word of, uh, look, don't down this football program. Don't give up on this football program. Don't give up on T.J. Finley, okay? And and I'm going to tell you why in just a couple minutes uh, once we get into this episode because uh, this kid has been through, <laughs> he's been through, he's been through, a, you know, a little something along the journey. And, and, and he's stuck with Auburn, okay? And I'm not going to get into it just yet, but... Uh, I, I just want you to hang around and listen to that piece on T.J. Finley. So i uh, give you my thoughts on that. And with that being said, we're going to kick it over here to Belly Up Sports Network. And then, like I always say, man, college football is back, baby. And let's get after it. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Man. Week zero, college football finally here, baby. Excited. What a what a what a Saturday it was. Got over to my dad's house at about eleven fifteen. 
he had some ribs cooked, baked beans uh, on the on the stove, and um, it was it was a day, man. It was a day. It was a day. He later on in the day he made some Koneka dogs and everything, man. We we grilled out and watched so much football Saturday. Uh, it was a hell of a day. I absolutely enjoyed spending time with him and my brother. And we get over there, and you know we watched that first game with Nebraska and Northwestern, and man, Nebraska. Dude, they just can't get the monkey off their back, man. Look, I'll I tell you an interesting stat with Nebraska and, and Scott Frost, okay? He is now 15-30 and 30 as Nebraska's head coach, okay? He's 15-30. and 30. Do you know that he has lost, out of those 30 losses, 21 of them have been by 8 points or less? 21 of them have been by eight points or less. That is the definition of almost, almost, okay? Moral victory, almost. Nebraska is the moral victory of college football. And they proved it Saturday. They proved it Saturday, man. Nebraska, you have all the hype going into the 2022 season. You have all the praise. Some people are picking you to go play in in Indianapolis in the Big Ten championship game. And some people are praising you that, hey, they got Trey Palmer, the wide receiver from LSU. They got Casey Thompson, the quarterback from Texas. This offense, baby, with Mark Whipple as your new offensive coordinator, it's going to be electric. They're going to put up so many points. They're going to blow people out, right? They beat this Northwestern team 56-7. to There's no way. And look, I'm guilty of it too. I'm guilty of it too, people. I, I told I told everybody on the show that I went on Saturday morning, rising to the occasion, that Nebraska was going to manhandle Northwestern. I said, look, this is the year that Nebraska, they're getting the monkey off their back, okay? Scott Frost is on the line. His job is on the line. And this offense, they have playmakers, all right? They have the talent this year to get it done. And, boy, they come out that first quarter. And I said, hey, Casey Thompson throws a dime, all right? He throws a dime for his first touchdown. I mean, just just puts it on a frozen rope. And I said, this team right here, they're about to scrub Northwestern, okay? And all of a sudden, you look up, and it's 14-3. to And I said, hey, here we go, all right? Second quarter, 14-3, to right? <laughs> yeah. Nebraska's well on their way. They're well on their way. And then all of a sudden, Ryan Holinsky happens for Northwestern, okay? Pat Fitzgerald, you look at him, it's an even year. We should have paid more attention to it, man. Uh, Every even year, it seems like Pat Fitzgerald gets Northwestern rolling. And the difference from last year to this year, man, is Ryan Holinsky, I know it was only game one, but Ryan Holinsky took this game into his hands, okay? This guy was only projected to throw for 130. 65 yards on prize picks. All right, that was his over under. He threw for 314 yards. He was 27 of 38 for 314 yards and two tutters. Okay, Ryan Helinski was the well. I'm gonna say the sole uh, single player of the game, but uh, we're gonna talk about the Northwestern offensive line here in a minute uh, later in that second half because uh, you know uh, them dudes right there, man. <laughs> Unbelievable job in the second half. But you know, Ryan, Ryan Helinski happens, and what do you know? Northwestern, they pull it to a 14-10 to game, 
And then right before half, man, they go up 17 to 14. And what are you thinking right there before half? What's going through your head is same old Nebraska. I posted it to Twitter. Soon as Northwestern went up, I said, same old Nebraska. Here we go. Here we go. They're, they're choking, they're choking a lead and, and they can't get it done. Scott Frost gagging. He's starting to feel the pressure. All right. And then they come out in the third quarter and Nebraska hits a nice little drive. They punch the ball in, go up 21 to 17. And then bang, Nebraska strikes right back. They go up 28 to 17. You have an, you have another 11 point lead, right? Another 11-point lead, and this is where disaster happens, okay? There is nine minutes left in the third quarter, and disaster strikes for Nebraska because of your head coach. And J.D. Pickle can get on Twitter and his podcast or whatever on On3 Network and say whatever he wants to say, but there is no reason to onside kick up 28-17 to And you give them the ball in your territory with a short field with nine minutes left in the third quarter, and you have all the momentum, all the momentum. Your defense had only given up 17 points to that point. And what do you know? It was one of the worst onside kicks I've ever seen. He kicked it right to him, took a hop, kicked it right to him. He caught it, laid down. Bang, Northwestern's ball. It was terrible. The execution was absolutely terrible. But there is no freaking way you call that in that situation, especially when your job is on the fucking line, man. Your job is on the line, and you have an 11-point lead, and you're going to go give somebody field position on your end of the field, and they only have to drive 40 freaking yards. And, And what are you doing? You have all the momentum, man. What are you doing? That's why your ass is going to be without a job here uh, come October 1st. And I'll talk about that in just a second. But and, and what does Northwestern do? They capitalize on it. They drive it right down Nebraska's throat. And and right there in that third quarter, you started seeing Northwestern, um, the left tackle man, can't remember his name, highly touted, probably going to be a top five draft pick, right? But those guys on that Northwestern offensive line, they started parting the sea. I mean, you could have drove a Mack truck through there. I mean, it, it was incredible. It, it was incredible the job the Northwestern offensive line did. And Northwestern, Pat Fitzgerald, he didn't do nothing fancy. He said, hey, we're going to run it right down your freaking throat, okay? Because you can't stop it. You can't stop it. And Northwestern literally ran it right down Nebraska's throat. And Nebraska couldn't stop it. They were gassed. They were gassed. Hands were on knees in the third quarter. They couldn't take it. And then, you know, it's 28 to 24. You go into the fourth quarter, and it was just more Northwestern, man. Nebraska couldn't – they couldn't sustain a drive in the second half. Casey Thompson had two turnovers uh, through two picks, and and one was when Nebraska was right there at the 50. They were driving, uh, tip ball deflection. Northwestern picked it off. You know, they score, they go up 31-28, and the one right there at the end of the game that, that put the icing on the cake, the nail in the coffin, uh, was the was the uh, the one right there at the end. So Northwestern could take a knee and end it right there. So Nebraska loses, and my, my biggest problem with this program is the feeling in the locker room, 
all right, the feeling in the locker room that the players have, there's got to be a change in the head coaching spot in the staff because your players respond to a question like, yeah, we lost another close one, but this will be, you know, we're we're gonna do a lot better. This will be the last time we lose like that. We're gonna we're gonna really uh, get after it the rest of the season. What? Like, what is that? What? I I don't. What 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 message is going around in that locker room? That I don't I don't. You lost a Northwestern. You lost a Northwestern. Okay. Northwestern, team that won three games last year. They're not good. They're not going to win a lot of games this year. And and that's the message going around in the locker room. And then they asked Scott Frost. They said, "Would well, you know? Do you ever think of you? Do you ever think about stepping down?" And he says, "Absolutely not. I'm going to fight with these guys." Well, I can tell you what. Come October first, your ass won't have to step down because your buyout drops from fifteen million to seven million. And Nebraska's getting rid of his ass. All right, it's over. It's over. The time is done for Scott Frost at Nebraska. This loss right here in Dublin to Northwestern, it's over. It's over. It's done. It's dead, man. The time has come to an end. I said from game one that he was fighting for his life, and he had to get to eight wins. And after losing to Northwestern, I do not see a path to eight wins for Nebraska. Because you're gonna get your sit, you're gonna get your shit slapped against teams like Oklahoma, Iowa, Michigan, whoever else you play in the Big Ten. I'm not looking at your schedule right now, but it's not looking pretty. So uh, October first, the buyout drops. Scott Frost probably gonna be let go at Nebraska. That is my prediction, and I'm just I'm shocked, man. I'm shocked because there was so much freaking hype around this Nebraska team, man, and I went out on a limb, picked them big Saturday, and they lay an egg, but hey, that's that's the that's the feeling around the Nebraska program, you know, um, it's, it's just a mediocrity, and the fan base deserves better, honestly, because, uh, th- th- you know, they're a national power in their eyes, and I know it's been a while since they've been that, but there's so much success and national history and and the program has been in the spotlight for so many years and those those fans out there they believe that they can get back to that but Scott Frost just isn't the guy man this isn't UCF it's a lot harder up there in Nebraska than it was at UCF my guy a lot tougher a lot tougher to a, to get an 18 year old to to go to Lincoln Nebraska for 4 years of his early life okay that's my that's that's my biggest thing, man. Is you you gotta attract the attract the studs to Lincoln, Nebraska, and it's a lot tougher than attracting them to Orlando, Florida. I can tell you that. So, uh, moving on to the nightcap was Vanderbilt and Hawaii. Vanderbilt coming from the SEC, man. So many big props to that program and Clark Lee for taking those guys out to Hawaii. Vandy went out there a week early to get adapted to the jet lag and everything. They didn't they didn't want to be tired and sluggish. They got some practices in. A lot of people said, hey, this is going to be a vacation for Vandy. They're going out there a week early. You know, look, Vandy went out there to handle fucking business, okay? They said, hey, we're coming out here to whoop some ass and get back, get back over here to Nashville, Tennessee, and carry on about our day. 
Okay, and that's what they did. Look, it didn't start out pretty. It didn't start out pretty for Vanderbilt. Their defense still needs a lot of work, okay? Let's be honest. Hawaii come out throwing it around. We knew what Hawaii was going to do with Timmy Chang, their new head coach. We knew he was going to run that, that I'm not going to say air raid attack, but uh, that's pretty much what it is. And, and Timmy Chang, the former Hawaii great, they come out throwing it. They marched it right down the field. They broke a big run. I think it was like a 43, 46-yard run for a tutter. And they took a 7 nothing lead. I said, oh, boy, Vandy's in trouble. You know, Hawaii was a 9-point. Uh, they were, I think they were a 9-point dog and maybe 9.5. I'm not really sure. But a lot of people had not, um, Hawaii plus 9. I said, oh, boy, here we go. You know, Vandy's in the hole. How many points are, are, is Vandy going to generate? This was a team that only scored about 17, 18 points a game last year, and their defense gave up about 35, 36 points a game last year. So I was a little nervous, but Mike Wright, he come out. He had a couple errant throws early on, uh, hit a guy in, in for Hawaii right in the hands. Could have been a pick six. But eventually, eventually, Vandy – they stuck to the program and run it straight down Hawaii's throat. Okay, and and that was that was the the uh, game plan that I, I talked about Saturday morning when Josh asked me. He said, "What do you think about this game? You you like to uh, cover the SEC? How do you feel about this matchup?" And I said, "Vandy, hey, just hand the ball off. Just hand the ball off. Run it straight down Hawaii's throat." And that's what Vandy did. Starting in the second quarter, they had a really big third quarter. Scored thirty five unanswered points. Uh, in the third quarter, Vandy just absolutely went off 35 unanswered points in the in the third quarter. And Mike Wright, man, Mike Wright, he did it on on the he did it on the ground, but he had a couple nice throws through the air. He was 13 of 21 for 148 yards and two TDs. And then on the ground, man, he had 13 carries, 183 yards. Excuse me, 163 yards with two touchdowns. So he was he was the guy, you know, and, and Clark Lee went with him a couple weeks ago, announced him as QB1, and that is their starting quarterback. And for that offense to go out there and just play smash-mouth football, run it straight down Hawaii's throat, get the job done, and just the fact that they put up 63 points, man, I don't know when the last time that was done at Vanderbilt. I don't know if it was done in my lifetime. I was born in 91. I don't know if it was done in my lifetime. So I don't care who they played. I don't care that they played a team with a brand-new coaching staff that lost 24 players to the transfer portal, I believe it was, all right? They had, you know, a whole set of new guys that come in and everything, and I I don't care, all right? This was a team that lost to an FCS opponent last year. This was a team that needed this win badly, all right? Because if you didn't win this one and you don't beat – uh, Elon next week, you might not win a game the whole year. So now you put a 63-piece up on Hawaii, you're 1-0, you get Elon your next game, you're 2-0, you never know, this Vandy team could catch a little hot streak and beat a team or two that they're not supposed to, okay? So Clark Lee, you can make fun of what he said at SEC Media Days, right? because we all do, we all have, but he's, he has this team believing and Mike Wright said after the game, hey, this is Vanderbilt football this year. We're smash-mouth football team. We're going to take it to you, and we're going to make you play four quarters. We're going to make you beat us all four quarters, and that's Vanderbilt football. And I'm ex- I'm just extremely proud for this program. I really am. I'm excited. I, I'm, I just, I'm not even a Vandy fan, man, and I'm excited for their fans because 
getting there, getting you know them getting to watch that last night and put up sixty three points. The defense creating turnovers and um, you know just getting points off of turnovers and everything like that's huge for Vandy fans, man. You have to be excited. You could beat a team like a Missouri or whatever. You know, uh, you could get an SEC win this year if you're looking at that performance from Saturday night. You're thinking, hey, we can win an SEC game. We went into you know, what, I don't know how many hours away Hawaii is, six hours, seven hours, whatever. Um, you, you went all the way over there with the jet lag on the plane and everything, and you spent a week over there, and you went into somebody's own backyard, and you kicked their ass. So that that's a huge, huge win for that program, and I'm excited for Clark Lee and that coaching staff and those players, man. Kudos to each and every one of you guys. So uh, week zero, it's in the books. Week one coming to a Saturday, and there was some big news breaking out of Auburn, Alabama earlier today, and that is that T.J. Finley has been announced as the starting quarterback for the Auburn Tigers. My thoughts on T.J. Finley, y'all. All right, and and I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. Honestly, I'm gonna keep this, uh, you know, to my liking, and I'm gonna tell you straight up, man. T.J. Finley is a guy who come in last year for Bo Nix in the Georgia State game. Bo Nix didn't have it that day. He saved he saved Auburn's ass against Georgia State. All right, he he didn't play he didn't play particularly great that day, but but he made some throws. He did enough for Auburn to win right there in that last drive, and Bo took back you know he took back his job and everything as he deserved it. Hey, that's fine. Bo gets hurt. He comes in in the in the final you know South Carolina, uh, Alabama bowl game. Whatever, all right? And he didn't play well, all right? They lost to South Carolina. They lose to Alabama, a game that they should have won. And they lose to Houston, okay? This is a guy that got ridiculed all offseason. He got bashed all offseason by Auburn fans. You suck. You're not good. I even heard people say transfer. All right, we don't want you here. Zach Calzada transfers from Texas A&M to Auburn. They immediately say, oh, Zach Calzada, starting quarterback. I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. You can go look back at previous podcast episodes. I'm guilty of it. I said, hey, it's Zach Calzada's job. Come to find out, it was TJ Finley's job. You want to know why? Because in today's time with NIL and the transfer portal, TJ Finley could have took the easy way out. Could he not? He, he did transfer from LSU to Auburn, but he also could have transferred from Auburn to somewhere else, right? And in today's time, most kids would have when they would have heard the Calzada's QB1 in the offseason, all right? They would have tucked their head between their legs and they would have kissed their ass goodbye and said, hey, Harson, deuces, man, I'm hitting the portal. Well, son, why are you hitting the portal? I'm hitting the portal because I, I'm not going to win the job. Right? He didn't do that. He said, hey, we're going to battle it out. Zach Calzada's going to have to come in here. Robbie Ashford's going to have to come in here, and they're going to have to beat me. Right? They're going to have to show me. They're going to have to prove to me that they can beat me out of this quarterback job. And they didn't do it. Right? You, you, you read all the headlines from the beat writers and the guys who watch practice. They said that T.J. Finley looked the best. They said that the improvement is there. I saw one stat where he went like 22 or 23 or some shit like that in in a in a walkthrough scrimmage or whatever it was. I'm not sure it was live that day. Can't really remember. Don't have it in front of me. But, man, 
lay off the guy. All right, lay off. Let's lay off of him. Let's let's give him a chance. He went through a full spring practice. He went through a full fall camp, and he he might have a little confidence that this is finally his job. Okay, he doesn't have a Bo Nix to look over his shoulder this year. You know, um, uh, you know he's got Robbie Ashford sitting there in the two spot, but he has the full confidence of saying, "Hey, I'm QB one. This is my job." Let him go freaking take it. Okay, there's two games. You got one against Mercer. You got one against San Jose State. I'm not throwing any shade to either one of those programs, but those are two teams that Auburn should manhandle. Okay? And so you want to see TJ Finley get out there, and let's see what he's got, man. All right, this isn't last year anymore. This isn't last year's team. You take last year, and you throw it out the window. I'm tired of hearing about it. Okay? Let's see what he does this year. He didn't he didn't cop out. He didn't say, Hey, I'm out of here. Right? He stayed and he tucked his head and 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 excuse me, he didn't tuck his head. I I'm sorry. He he put his head down and went to work. Okay? He put his head down and went to work. And he battled his ass off and won a job. So let's see what he can do. You got two games, like I said, man. Let's see Robbie Ashford get in there. Some packages for Robbie. I, I think there's a couple things inside the 20s that he could do really, really well with his legs and his arm. You know, if Auburn struggles to get in the red zone and score the football, let's see Robbie Ashford. Let's see what he can do. But right now, TJ Finley is QB1, and let's back him on that. Let's trust our head coach with his job on the line like we've heard for months now. Let's trust that he puts the best guy out there. And I think that's what it is, is Harson is a QB guy. None of us know anything about quarterback play like Harson does. He played the freaking position. He was an offensive coordinator at one point. He, that, that is what he does. Coach Kiesel, that is what they do. That is their job. It's not our job. It's not. Okay, so let's trust our coaching staff. I'm tired of talking about it, and I'm tired of, oh, well, we're going 3-9, and nine, we're going 4-8, and eight. you know, T.J. Finley's our quarterback. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it, man. Yeah, did he only complete 55% of his passes last year? Cool. All right, like I said, that was last year. I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm tired of it. He's our starting quarterback. Let's back him, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to fill up Jordan-Hare Stadium, and we're going to get as loud as we possibly can, and we're going to pull for T.J. Finley and this football team. All right? If the offensive line can give him time to throw the football, I think he can get it done. I've seen a couple videos, and and he looks a lot better in the pocket. Okay? The touch on the football, all right? Everything's not a laser beam on a frozen rope this year. Okay? There's touch on the football. So let's see what he can do. Give the kid a chance. I congratulate T.J. Finley. I'm excited for T.J. Finley. He's Auburn's quarterback. Well, let's start acting like it and getting behind him. So, man, tomorrow night, wrapping that up, uh, War Damn Eagle, by the way, tomorrow night we're going to get D.G. and hopefully we can get D-Lane on here. We're going to talk a little week one college football. D.G. is actually going to the Utah-Florida game. He will be down in Gainesville. Hopefully we can get like a video live report or something like that in there uh, while he's down there in Gainesville. I think that would be pretty cool. But uh, we're going to get him on and talk Florida, Utah. We're going to talk some other games, preview some games. And I think it's going to be a really a really fun uh, electric time tomorrow night on this podcast. Hopefully we can get that done. So 
Uh, guys, I've had a great time tonight. Scott Frost out at Nebraska, I think. Uh, I think it's coming to an end. It's time to just go ahead and end it. They need a new They need a new leader, man. And uh, Scott Frost just isn't the guy, in my opinion. Clark Lee, final thoughts on him. Vanderbilt, kudos to you. Uh, extremely excited for you guys. 63-10 to 10 over Hawaii. Couldn't be prouder of that program. The SEC starts off week zero kicking ass like we always do. And... Hell of a night for you guys. Hell of a night. So, like I said, man, with that being said, it's college football season. Week one is upon us. We are here. It's ready to roll. War damn eagle. And I'll catch you on the next one. I'm out.